0: we love you, and we know God rewards the people that seek after Him. That's you, or you wouldn't be viewing, you wouldn't be here today, but just so glad to have you, and if you're ever in our area, stop by and see us. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But thanks again for tuning in and coming out. And I like to start with something funny each week, and I heard about this elderly lady. She came into church one Sunday morning, and the friendly usher greeted her and said, Ma'am, where would you like to sit? She said, I would like to sit on the very front row. He said, Oh no, ma'am, you don't want to do that. Our pastor is very boring. He'll put you to sleep. Let me seat you somewhere else. She was appalled. She said, Sir, do you know who I am? He said, No. She said, I am the pastor's mother. (laughs) He hung his head in embarrassment. Finally, he looked up and said, Ma'am, do you know who I am? She said, No. He said, Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hold up your Bible, say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about getting up so God can bring you out. Life has a way of pushing people down. We all go through disappointments and setbacks, and sometimes unfair things happen. A relationship doesn't work out. A friend betrays us. Or maybe you worked real hard, but you didn't get the position you deserved. Life is not always fair. It's easy to get discouraged and lose our joy, lose our enthusiasm. And if we're not careful, we'll develop the wrong mindset. We'll think we'll never rise any higher. We'll never get out of this problem. We've had so many unfair things happen to us. But we have to realize, even though life is not always fair, God is fair. He is a God of justice. He sees every wrong that's ever been done to you. He sees every person that's ever hurt you, every unfair situation. And the good news is, if you will stay in faith and not get bitter, God has promised he will pay you back for every injustice that's ever been done to you. He said he would take what was meant for your harm and he'll turn it around and use it to your advantage. And the great thing about God is if you keep the right attitude, he'll not only bring you out, he'll bring you out better off than you were before. He wants to make the enemy pay for bringing that trouble into your life. And I know some of you have had unfair things happen in your finances, in your health, in the way you were raised, it's easy to get that chip on your shoulder and think man why has this happened to me but instead of dwelling on your disappointments and what didn't work out and who hurt you you need to draw the line in the sand and say it's payback time I have rights and privileges because of who I am I am a child of the most high God and I may have had unfair things happen but I'm not going to live my life negative and defeated this is a new day and I'm taking back what belongs to me See, we have to have this warrior mentality. We have to dig our heels in and fight the good fight of faith. Too many people get stuck in a rut. They went through a broken relationship. or They weren't raised in a healthy environment. One of their dreams has died. And now they've just settled where they are. It's taken the wind out of their sail. And they think, well, Joel, I had my chance, but I blew it. Or I didn't get the break that I really wanted. I guess this is just my lot in life. But no, God wants to restore everything that's been stolen. He wants to restore your joy, restore your peace, restore your health, restore your finances. But here's the key. You have to get a vision for it. You have to get your hopes up. Get your thoughts and words going in the right direction. We can't just sit back and think, poor old me. We need to have a restoration mentality. That means we get up every morning hoping expecting believing we know God's gonna pay us back we know good things are in store I talked to a young man a while back and he told how growing up he was passed from home to home he didn't know his parents there wasn't any stability not any kind of family atmosphere now he was bitter negative blaming God blaming other people and I told him what I'm telling you God wants to pay you back for that injustice He still has a great plan for your life, but you will never see it as long as you're going around negative, bitter, with that chip on your shoulder. You have to let it go. If you're constantly dwelling on the breaks you didn't get and what didn't work out, you will develop a wrong image on the inside. You will start to see yourself as a victim rather than a victor. You may have had unfair things happen. People may not have treated you fair, but know this, You are still the apple of God's eye. You are still his most prized possession. And no person, no circumstance, no unfair situation can keep you from fulfilling your God-given destiny. In fact, God said in the book of Joel, I will restore the years that have been stolen. You may have lost years in a relationship that went sour. Years working on a job that you weren't treated right. Or like this young man, years in a negative childhood. Well, God wants to restore those years. He wants to make that up to you. Why don't you get a vision for it? Instead of giving up on your dreams and thinking I'll never be healthy again, I'll never be happy again. No, you need to rise up and say, I know God has good things in store. He is a God of justice and I believe my payday is on its way. That's how we activate God's power, by believing by staying full of expectancy. Some of you today, you need to get your fire back. Don't have a weak, defeated mentality. When trouble comes, be a warrior. You may have been through a lot, but that's the way you need to see it. I've been through it. I'm not staying here. It's not going to change my image on the inside. I know who I am, a child of Almighty God. I am a victor, and I'm not a victim. This is what God told the children of Israel. They'd been in slavery for years and years. They were very mistreated and forced to work in terrible conditions. And God said to them there in Exodus 3.17, I have promised to bring you up out of your misery. Now I believe there are two keys to this promise, two words, up and out. In other words, you have to get up before God can bring you out. Change always starts on the inside. And if you don't do your part and get up in your attitude, get up in your hopes, in your expectations, in your visions, then God can't turn things around. There's an order to it. God says, Get up, expect good things, stay full of hope, then I can turn things around. And understand, getting up is a choice. When you wake up in the morning, you can think, Man, I don't want to go to work today. My back's still hurting. I don't know why all these things have happened to me. Or you can get up and say, this is going to be a great day. I have the favor of God and something good is going to happen to me. If you will start the day in faith with your hopes up, full of expectancy, that's when God can turn around negative situations. But how we approach life is totally up to us. One man wakes up and says, good morning, Lord. Another man gets up and says, good Lord, it's morning. Some of you, the only thing that's keeping God from doing something new is you've lost your enthusiasm. You've lost your fire. You don't think it could ever change, and you could ever be healthy, and you didn't get the break you wanted, and you don't think you'll ever get out of debt. No, you've got to get up on the inside. You're waiting on God, but God's waiting on you. Hey, you say, Joel, you just don't know my situation. Maybe not, but I do know our God. He flung the stars into space. He spoke the worlds into existence. Surely he can give us $3 for a gallon of gas. Anything you're facing is subject to change. God can turn that situation around. One touch of his favor. Why don't you be a believer and not a doubter? You gotta get up on the inside. I love the story in Mark chapter five. This lady had been sick for 12 years with a bleeding disorder. She'd gone to many doctors, spent all of her money, but she continued to get worse. One day she heard that Jesus was coming through her city. You know what she did? She got up on the inside. Her circumstances had pushed her down on the outside. Physically, she was weak and feeble. Mentally, she was tired and run down. Emotionally, she was drained. She had every excuse to live negative and defeated. She could have gone back home and said, too bad for me. Life's just not fair. I tried, but nothing worked. No, she understood this simple principle. If she would get up on the inside, then God could change things on the outside. The scripture says she kept saying to herself, what was she saying? I'll never get well. This is going to be a waste of my time. Nothing good ever happens to me. No, she kept saying to herself, I know when I get to Jesus, I'm going to be healed. I know good things are in store. I know my best days are still out in front of me. She was full of hope and expectancy. She had this restoration mentality. Let me ask you today, what are you saying to yourself? Well, I don't think I'll ever get out of this problem. Joel, I seem to always get the short end of the stick. I don't know if I'll ever be healthy again. No, you have to change what you're saying. Stop talking about the problem and start talking about the solution. Life may have dealt you some tough things to deal with, but your attitude should be, I know God is gonna pay me back. My health may be going downhill, but I know God can do what men can't do. My finances may be kind of low today, but God is supplying all of my needs. Or my child, he may not be doing right, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You gotta quit letting yourself talk to you and instead start talking to yourself. When this lady saw Jesus coming down the street, there were so many people around him, she couldn't get to him. And she could have easily had that defeated mindset, thought, just my luck, come all this way, can't even get to him. No, she was more determined than that. She wouldn't take no for an answer. She started pushing her way through the crowd. Here she's tired, she's weak, she doesn't feel well, but she just keeps pressing forward, moving people out of the way. When she gets to Jesus, all she can do is reach out and touch the very bottom of his robe. The scripture says, immediately power flowed into her and she was made completely well. Jesus stopped and looked at her and said, ma'am, your faith has made you whole. He said, in effect, because you got up on the inside, because you had such expectancy, you drew the supernatural power right out of me. We can do the same things. Some of you today, like this lady, you have every reason in the natural to have that chip on your shoulder, wonder why something didn't work out and why your child got off track. But I'm asking you to get rid of that defeated thinking. You have to get up before God can bring you out. It's interesting, with the children of Israel, when they were in slavery all those years, being so mistreated and forced to work night and day, they had been that way so long They started seeing themselves as slaves. That's all they had known. Generations of defeat, mediocrity, hardship, suffering. It had become ingrained in their thinking. Now they see themselves as victims rather than victors. And in turn, that's all they expected. More defeat, more failure, more heartache, more suffering. God knew he had to change their image on the inside one day God said to Moses, you tell my people, I have seen their affliction. I've seen their heartache and pain and I am coming down to deliver them. I believe God's saying the same thing to each one of us today. I've seen every unfair situation. I've seen every tear you've shed. I've seen the time you've done your best, but it just didn't work out. The good news is, God is saying, I'm a God of justice and I'm coming down to make your wrongs right. I'm coming down to change things in your favor. But here's the key. We have to be in a position to receive. In other words, we have to have the right image on the inside. These people, at least the adults, they never did make it into their promised land. God brought them out of slavery, but slavery never did get out of them. For generations, they had been programmed we're just slaves. We just barely get by. We always get the short end of the stick. Their wrong image kept them from God's best. Life may have tried to push you down. Maybe like them, you spent years in bondages of sickness, lack, defeat, mediocrity. Now you're tempted to kind of feel like a victim and like you'll never accomplish your dreams. Let me tell you what you got to do. Reprogram your computer. You got to start seeing yourself as the head and not the tail, as above and not beneath. As free and not bound, as well off and not barely making it. You have to have the right image if you're gonna become everything God's created you to be. Because here's the problem. Even if God brings you out and you see yourself the wrong way, it will only be temporary. You'll go right back to the way you were. That's what these people did. God brought them out of slavery. They were finally free from all that heartache and pain But on their way to the promised land, practically every time they faced adversity, they said, Moses, please just let us go back to Egypt. Just let us go back to the way we were. Why would they want to go back to being mistreated and working night and day? You know why? They had the wrong image on the inside. They didn't see themselves as children of the most high God. They didn't see themselves as more than conquerors. They saw themselves as weak, defeated, not able to. They had a slave mentality instead of a warrior mentality. They were constantly telling themselves, we'll never make it. Our enemies are too big. We don't have what it takes. And See, our faith works in both directions. You're going to get what you're believing for. If you have negative, limited thinking, and you go around telling yourself, Joel, it's never going to happen for me. I'll never get well. I'll never get out of debt. You are setting the limits for your life. I'm asking you today to get up in your vision. See yourself as God sees you. Strong, successful, victorious. You may be in poverty, but don't ever let poverty get in you. You may have struggled with the sickness for years, but you need to see yourself healthy and whole. Or maybe you have had unfair things happen, but don't see yourself as a victim. Start seeing yourself as a victor. Get an image of God paying you back and bringing you out better off than you were before. When Moses sent 12 men to spy out the promised land, 10 of them came back and said, Moses, we don't have a chance. We felt like we were grasshoppers compared to them. And it's interesting why they would choose a grasshopper. I believe it's significant. They could have said we felt like a dog or a mouse or a tiny little ant, but think about a grasshopper. They all have wings, but they can't all fly. I believe these men down deep, they knew their potential. They knew that land belonged to them. They knew they were supposed to be victorious, but the problem was they saw themselves the wrong way. If you're going to make it in to your promised land, you have to have the right image on the inside. You have to see yourself strong, successful, happy, healthy, and whole. And some of you like these people, You've come from generations of addictions and low self-esteem, mediocrity, lack, constant struggling. And If you don't rise up and do something about it, it will not only affect you, it'll affect your children and future generations. I know with my father, he grew up in extreme poverty. His parents were cotton farmers. They lost everything they had in the Great Depression. Many times, they didn't have enough food to eat. They would just share all the children, one small glass of milk. My father went to high school with holes in his pants, holes in his shoes. That was before it was fashionable. Today it'd be in style. (laughs) My grandmother made 10 cents an hour washing people's clothes. She worked 14 hours a day, seven days a week. So my dad grew up with this poverty mentality. He didn't know any better. He'd become ingrained in his thinking. That's all he expected. Year after year, he struggled, barely got by, barely had enough to raise his family. But one day, he began to realize he was not supposed to drag through life, barely making it. He saw the scripture, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. Jesus came that we might live an abundant life. And My father drew the line in the sand. He said, enough is enough. This is what's been passed down to me, but this is not who I am. I am the head and not the tail. I am above, I'm not beneath. I am blessed, I cannot be cursed. What was he doing? He was changing his image on the inside. He was making room for the good things of God. His attitude was, it's payback time. My family has been robbed. We've lived in defeat and mediocrity long enough. And I'm not gonna settle where I am I'm coming up higher, and I'm going to set a new standard. He did exactly that. Because my father took that step of faith, he broke the curse of poverty and lack in our family line. And some of you, like my father, you need to rise up and say the enemy has stolen from our family long enough, but this is a new day. I not only know who I am, I know whose I am. I am a child of the Most High God. I know I have been created to live his abundant life. And then get a vision for it. Abundance of joy, abundance of peace, abundance in your health, abundance of good relationships, abundance in your finances. It starts right here in our thoughts, in our vision, in our self-image, in what we're expecting. A few years before my dad went to be with the Lord, we drove back to the little farm he was raised on in East Texas. He just wanted to reminisce and we found the school he went to and we found the little well on his property. And somebody told us where some friends of his lived that went to school with him. And we drove by this one house and there was this older gentleman out in the front porch. And My father hollered out, hey, is that you so-and-so? And he said, it is. And my dad went over there, gave him a big hug. They hadn't seen each other in over 60 years. And I'll never forget, and I don't mean this wrong, but that man had not made anything with his life. He had stayed in the same defeat and mediocrity that my father was raised in. And I don't mean that he wasn't a good person because he was, but my point is, God has so much more in store. We went by and saw two or three other people, same thing, good people, but no victory. One man was living in, I don't even know if you'd called it a shack, had water dripping down from the ceiling into a bucket. Another man told how he got laid off when he was 28, hadn't held down a good job since then. I thought, here my father was raised in that same environment. He came out of those same negative conditions, yet he rose up and made something significant with his life. What was the difference? God is no respecter of persons. The difference was, my father got rid of that limited mindset. Daddy developed a new image on the inside. He stretched his faith. He expected God to do good things. And he saw God taking places that he never even dreamed of. God will do the same thing for each one of us. Well, when Pharaoh finally let the children of Israel go from their slavery, that in itself was a great miracle. I'm sure they were excited about being free. But remember, God never brings us out the same way we came in. He told the Israelites to ask the Egyptians on their way out for their gold and their silver. And God calls them to have favor with the people and they freely gave them what they asked for. What was happening, God was paying them back for 430 years of working as a slave. They were getting everything they rightfully deserved. And see, God is keeping all the records. That's why you don't have to worry that you're not gonna get what belongs to you. You just have to keep doing your very best. At the office, people may overlook you. You're doing the work but not getting the credit. You're tempted to get frustrated and worried about it, but no, God sees what's happening. If you'll just keep doing the right thing, God has promised he will make it up to you. And what's unusual is why would God tell them to take the silver and the gold? After all, where they were going, out in the wilderness, in the desert, there weren't any grocery stores, wasn't any place to spend it, weren't any malls, no Galleria. Sorry, Victoria. (laughs) It seemed like that was just gonna be more to burden them down. But God instructed them to put the silver and the gold on their children. Think about it. These children, all they had known was heartache, suffering, lack, mediocrity. I can see them call their little daughter over and put a beautiful gold necklace around her neck. How that must have made her feel. I can see her standing up tall. I can see a new sparkle in her little eyes. They call their sons over and put gold rings and silver rings on their fingers. Maybe some of them for the first time begin to put their shoulders back. They had been so beaten down and told they'd never amount to anything. Now they start to see themselves differently. I believe the reason God had them put that on those children is so they would develop a new image on the inside. Now when those children looked at each other, they didn't see themselves the same way. They didn't see themselves as poor, defeated, not able to. Little by little, they got rid of their slave mentality, and they started seeing themselves as the head and not the tail, as above and not beneath, as victors and not victims. Do you realize their parents never did make it into the promised land? They didn't think they had what it takes. They didn't think they could defeat their giants. But these children, the ones that developed a new image, the ones that got rid of their slave mentality, the ones that got up every morning hoping, believing, expecting, they're the ones that went into the promised land. And some of you like them, you've come from generations of lack, mediocrity, limited vision. Your parents, relatives, they were good people, they were loving and kind, but they were stuck in that rut. Now, I'm asking you today to be the one to make a difference. Be the one to set a new standard. You can affect generations to come. I know when I was growing up, my father built a sanctuary that held a 1,000 people. It was a big deal. I thought, this is so large. 10 years later, he built a sanctuary that held 8,000 people. First time I walked in it, under my breath, I thought, we will never fill this place up. It is huge. 15 years later, it was too small. God supernaturally gave us this place, the former Compact Center. Today, it doesn't feel big at all. It just feels normal. Three or four years ago, I was driving down the freeway. Our son Jonathan, he was seven or eight at the time, he said, Daddy, one day I'm going to get the Reliant Stadium. That holds 70,000 people. Do you see what happens when we get rid of defeated, limited thinking? It not only affects you, it affects your children and your grandchildren. They'll believe for things that you never even thought possible. And I believe today can be a turning point. Some of you have allowed these negative mindsets that have been passed down to rob and steal from you. But you need to rise up and say, it's payback time. That may have happened in the past, but it's not going to happen in the future. I know who I am, and I know what belongs to me. The scripture says in Isaiah... Arise, shine, for your light has come. Doesn't say your light will come. Says your light has come. You just simply have to turn it on. In other words, you just have to believe. You just have to expect good things. You just have to know who you are. You know what I'm doing today? I'm trying to flip your switch. I'm trying to convince you that God is a God of justice and he will pay you back for every unfair thing that's happened. Don't have that grasshopper mentality having wings, but not being able to fly. You're not a grasshopper. You're an eagle. You were created to soar. Created as a victor and not a victim. Why don't you get up on the inside? If you'll get up, God can bring you out. It may not happen overnight, but God's a faithful God. If you'll keep being your best, hoping, believing, expecting, like the lady with the issue of blood, just keep pressing forward. If you'll do that, God will do for you what he did for the children of the Israelites. He'll not only bring you out of every bondage. He'll not only pay you back everything you deserve, but he'll take you in to your promised land and you'll live that life of victory that rightfully belongs to you. Amen. Do you receive it today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus